You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey gang, welcome back to the Soul Forge podcast. You're about to listen to episode 127. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey, it's Sean coming at you live on location here in the rusted robot Soul Forge headquarters. And what do we got today? Well, it's just kind of a uh, random episode talking about some various topics, nothing specific, nothing too general. I wrote down a few things here that we're going to talk about, things that we've been neglecting, things that have come up recently, just stuff that I wanted to get off my chest or felt needed addressing, you know, those kind of things. So the first thing I'm going to start with is a little bit of sad news for my family. Uh, my uncle Frank passed away this past weekend. He was 84 years old. My dad's older brother. I was thinking about doing a Frank tribute episode, but I really don't have enough material to fill a 20-minute, half-an-hour episode with uh, stuff about Frank. What can I tell you about Frank? He was a hard-working man. He was born in the Netherlands and he was married to his wife, my Aunt Mary, for 63 years. He was like a father to my dad. Uh, my dad had a father, but he was like a secondary dad to him. Uh, they were really close. They lived like uh, six or seven houses away from each other. Th that's the thing with my family, uh, on my dad's side at least. Most of the people lived on Third Line in Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, at one point... My dad lived there, Frank lived there, my uncle Albert lived there, my aunt Anne lived there, my aunt, uh, my uncle Arnold lived there at the same time. Pretty much third line was Vanderloo Alley. It's changed a bit since then. Uh, my dad still lives there, Frank and Mary were still there. Um, my cousin John and my cousin Mike have houses side by side. So there's still a bunch of Vanderloos there. Uh, and I always thought if I ever moved back to the Sioux, I would have to move there as well. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll do that. I don't know. I haven't decided. Frank was a handyman. He worked with wood. He was a hunter, father, and husband, and uh, an all-around good guy. And he, he liked those, uh, those toys, like um, noise-making toys, you know, like stuffed animals. You put them on the table, and either they sing or they dance or they do both, and he got a big kick out of that. That was one of the things that he would always put on display, I guess, or take out when there was company around, and it was at Frank and Mary's house that I would always spend Easter dinner one time, and I thought this was kind of hilarious. One year, I brought uh, the girl I was seeing at the time, Terry, to the family gathering. We had dinner, and they all met her. Uh, the next year, of course, I wasn't with Terry. I was with Cheryl. 
it was either Frank or it was maybe it was Aunt Mary who said, um, well, who's this girl? And I said, oh, that's this year's model. And they laughed and they laughed and we all had a good chuckle at uh, my expense, probably, I guess. But we all had a good sense of humor. Now he's gone. And that's sad. And uh, this weekend I'm going to be heading to the Sioux for the funeral. I, I missed my, my Aunt Anne's funeral this past summer. Somehow I missed it. I don't even know how. So I can't miss this one as well. So that's, that's the sad news. But on a positive light, you remember how I was talking about how miserable I was at work and the new routes had changed and uh, it, was just, it was just crap. Well, I don't, I don't know what this says about me, but every day is not pure hell. Uh, the, the route is still not great. It's probably still one of the worst routes, but uh, I've gotten used to it, I guess I could say. Yeah, that's probably the best way to put it. Um, I figured out how to map out my route, my my route, my route, my walking pattern. I guess it's just become part of the routine, I suppose. I guess that's the best way to put it. It's not absolute misery. It still sucks. There's still a lot of uh, gates and stairs and other things that I have to deal with, but I'm used to it. And winter's here, which would make it even worse. However, I'm dealing with it. Yeah, I've, I've accepted that this is my lot for now. I'm still waiting to find out if I can get off this route and get a better one. But all of that is on hold right now. There's a lot of changes going on. People moving. Retirements are occurring. People are getting hired on the inside and on the outside. and uh, So it's pure chaos at work. And they're still doing renovations in the building. And it's just all twisty-turny, topsy-turvy all over the place. And I uh, just have to wait and see, I guess. But in the meantime, I'm not filled with dread and loathing as much as I was when I first started the new routes uh, mid-September. So yay, I guess. That's good. Uh, what else can I tell you? Well, I wanted to really have an episode kind of about feedback because I find it important to acknowledge when comments occur. Uh, a few episodes ago, I was saying something about, well, basically, I think what I did was I, I thanked all the people who had sent emails into the podcast. Nobody had actually sent emails into the podcast. I just said that in a cheeky kind of way, thanking all of those who did. So really, I wasn't thanking anybody. I was just hoping somebody would send some emails. And nobody has. And it's been a long time since I've received any uh, kind of feedback or su segment suggestions or anything like that. I do get some comments on Facebook and sometimes on the Podbean app as well. So that's nice and I'll get to that in a bit. Last week's episode where I uh, talked to Tracy about comedians and jokes and humor and all that kind of stuff. Well, I did get a, a bunch of comments on that one. Uh, basically, people wanted to know what had happened to Mark Maron's cat because at the end of that episode, if you recall, I played a 10-minute clip of uh, him talking about his cat, Buster, who was having kidney problems and all kinds of stuff. And you could, you could hear the emotion in Mark's voice. That, that's the one where, when I listened to it back in the spring, I, uh, I had to stop walking while I was delivering the mail. Because that's when I listen to podcasts, as I deliver the mail. And I just stopped in my tracks, and uh, his, his emotions were affecting me. And I just had to pause for a few moments to get my bearings. And... Uh, I wasn't the only one who was affected by the clip, because two or three people actually told me, wow, like, 
I actually had tears in my eyes listening to him. Uh, we all want to know what happened to his cat, and his cat's just fine. Because that was episode, uh, I believe, 993 of the podcast, and he's in the mid-1000 and something right now. So, Buster's fine. Everything's okay. Uh, Mark's doing great. He's uh, he's still on Glow. He's still doing his uh, comedy segments. He lives in L.A. somewhere. He, he goes to the comedy store and does his uh, weekly comedy thing. He just taped a special that should be on Netflix who knows when? Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, so everything's good with Mark. I'd, I'd like to meet that guy. He's uh, kind of like the older brother that I never had that I would like, because I'm the oldest, and I always wished I had uh, that older person that I could look up to. Hello, I'm Daniel Peter Hitch, author of the Bubbles the Pirate children's book series and the Connected Worlds Chronicles. You're listening to the Soul Forge podcast. Keep forging your soul. Okay, so... That's what's going on there. Uh, it's time to play a promo for another podcast here on the ESO Network. What I used to do is just pick a random promo. But lately what I've been doing is whatever promo I have played on this week's Rusted Robot podcast, I just play on this week's Soulforge podcast. That way they're in sync, they're in line, and I don't have to do too much thinking about it. And I make sure all the promos get played for all the different shows on the network. And so here you are. You're now about to listen to the promo for the ESDCU. Hey all, this is Drew Leiter from the Earth Station DCU Podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Cletus and I are back. Yes, we uh, got one of the shuttlecrafts working that got marooned on a planet called Mogo. No, not the Green Lantern planet, but that's a story for another time. We're here to tell you we're back. We're back to talk about DC news. We're here to talk about comics. And of course, we're here to talk about DC television shows. We're very excited about talking Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover coming up. So make sure you tune in to listen to us. We're right here on the ESO Network. And there you go. Do you like uh, DC TV and DC superheroes and stuff? If you do, that's probably the podcast for you. I've never listened to it, but I'm sure it's awesome because it's on the ESO Network. And Mike and Mike know what they're doing when they pick podcasts to be on the network. So there you go. Uh, Another thing that I like lately is that both podcasts end in the same number. For example, this one that we're listening to right now, well, I'm recording it right now, but you're listening to it whenever it comes out and whenever you're listening, is episode 127, and the episode that just came out for Rusted Robot is 267. 267. That's a lot of podcasts. There's literally, like, what, that's almost uh, 400 episodes that I've done between these two podcasts. That's pretty awesome. So, uh, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about some feedback again. And how much I like getting your comments and your suggestions and anything like that. What I'm going to do is bring up some comments that are on Facebook. If you're not following SoulForge on Facebook, definitely do that. Because I share a lot of positivity memes. I share the links for the different podcast episodes. And other such fun things like that. So... The episode that I did a couple weeks ago with Brother Robin, the ghosting episode, the non-Halloween special, well, it uh, seemed to have really affected a lot of people because I got uh, three major comments on the Facebook page about that episode. So I'm just going to pull that up here, and I'm going to read those to you. So here we go. Let's see. I'll just read them in order as they're in my page here. The first one comes from Karen, 
and you've heard her on several episodes of this podcast before. So if you remember, that was ghosting. That was about uh, being yourself and dating apps and all the, all that kind of stuff. So she said, have to agree with Sean on the don't change who you are for someone comment. That never works in the long run. As for the ghosting, I think I have ghosted people, not really on purpose, and not after actually meeting them. At that point, I'm not going to just forget about them, and honesty is very important to me. But sometimes I forget about a conversation and never go back to it. Usually, that means I'm kind of bored or lost interest, I guess. People ghost, not for uh, avoidance reasons. Sometimes they forget, just like Karen does. Uh, For example, uh, I've been having an email exchange with my uh, good buddy Paul, He lives in the UK. We did a podcast together for, I believe, 40 episodes uh, back in 2015, 2016. It was the Sci-Fi Waffle Podcast. And um, we did that every two weeks. Excuse me? Uh, Two weeks. We had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, So he will now send a a once-a-month UK correspondent report to the Rusted Robot Podcast. So he sent me an email with the last one and some comments about how I was doing and how he was doing. And it, it, I played it on the, on the episode of Rusted Robot. And then I was like, you know what? I didn't even respond to him. So I sent him off an email. And he sent me an email almost immediately back. And I've been meaning to get back to it. Uh, but I keep forgetting. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta send that email back to Paul. And I just I haven't done it. And then my uncle passed. And uh, Brother Robin is... Uh, Costing me a lot of money for various reasons, which I'm not going to get into. And uh, there's just a lot going on right now. So um, I haven't responded to Paul. But Paul, if you're listening, I haven't forgotten about you. You're a good guy. Hope everything's doing okay. Okay, so that's what's going on there. That was Karen's comment, and that was pretty awesome. Then we got a comment from Jarman. And you know Jarman. We put a little bit of a segment in episode 117, the Dragon Con Report episode. And... You've heard him on every single episode of the podcast. He's the one that does the theme tune. Welcome to the Soul Forge. So you know Jarvin, and he's a good guy too. So he said, Something that made my dating life in the modern era so much better when I was single was to approach dating like I do with auditions. I'm a voice actor. I send off hundreds of auditions in a month, and if I don't hear back from any of those potential clients, I just move on and audition for more. The same with sending messages to people on dating websites and apps. Send a message. Move on. If you're a good fit, they'll message you back and you can engage. If they drop off and stop responding, move on. It helped my anxiety and stopped me from feeling rejected. Just like when I don't get the job from an addition, it just means I wasn't a good fit for that project. The same with someone not responding to my message on a dating app. I'm not a bad person or not worthy of love. I'm just not a good fit for them. There are so many more fish in the sea, and you have multiple chances at finding love. So don't waste time with those that have turned into ghosts. Move on and stay engaged with the living. Now what better advice is there than that? Plenty of fish in the sea. You're worthy of love. Don't waste time on ghosts. German's a smart guy. If you're not listening to his other his, to his podcast, A Play on Nerds, you should. It's uh, fairly similar to the Rusted Robot podcast, but better. Because it's Steve and Jarman, and they're pretty awesome. Playonnerds.com. Check it out. This is Kitty from Jump City Comics, and you're listening to the Soul Forge podcast. Forge your soul. Okay, and then the third comment was from our good buddy, Richard from Australia. 
Now, this is somebody that I'd really like to meet. He will often leave some thought-provoking comments on episode links, and he's uh, he's lived a pretty intense life from what I gather, and he's got a lot of life experience and a lot of insights, and I'd love to get him on the podcast. If I ever make it down to Australia, I'm going to bring my recording equipment, track that guy down, and we're going to have a conversation. Hope you're okay with that, Richard. So I'm just going to read the message that you left for me here on the ghosting episode. And it's kind of long, so I'm trying to uh, not run out of breath. So here we go. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, God, yes. I'll have some of what she's having. Preach, brothers. See what I did there? Great show. Good discussion. I can relate to it all. And I'm 10,000 miles or more away on the other side of the planet. Sadly, everything you, you described goes on here, too, in my experience. It's both sad yet good to know it's not just me or that this confusing sets of multiple standards happen all over, at least in our Western cultures. I think the two of you have described very well the complicated and sometimes changing world of dating these days. I don't say online as much because that's just the tool used and it makes it a lot easier, but the same happens in regular or old-fashioned dating too. Years ago, my sister used to ghost guys hoping they'd get the hint and when she'd tell me, I'd get so annoyed and tell her off and plead with her to be upfront with these people and tell them. I know it's not fun, but I used to say, imagine it was you and some guy you liked treated you like that, and you didn't know where you stood, then felt humiliated when you figure out he's just not that into you. But I digress, as I often do in these rambles. Apologies. No apologies necessary, Richard. I love your rambles and your digressions. The comment goes on. Anywho, the dating game, because of these seeming inconsistencies and contradictions, is so difficult, especially for the good guy or girl, because you want to play it safe and not offend or jump right in. But as you suggested, sometimes that's what they want. But you simply can't assume that, although I was always under the understanding that people usually used apps like Tinder and Grindr to hook up rather than find everlasting love. But I have also heard that they have found long-term partners off of there. So, I guess it comes down to that everyone is different and what they want and need, especially with dating, and I suspect there's a bit of social stigma going on as well. I mean, you guys touched on it, that the stereotype is a lot of online men do just hit up women for sex, send junk pics without being asked and whatnot, and to most women that's offensive and a turnoff. But on the other hand, a woman probably feels that they need to appear good at something or something. To me, people are people. We all have our baser needs at times, and frankly, yes, I'd prefer some openness and honesty. The other thought occurs, let's say a woman puts online that they are only interested in casual or whatever, that they'd get even more inundated with requests, demands, whatever, and I think even people just looking for a good time may have some standards. Maybe not the drugged up types, I don't know. Never came across that subset myself. So that's also a good point, Richard. And you go on to say, Human behavior and wants can be so unpredictable, especially when you do not know them. In this way, I equate online dating with seeing someone at a bar or a party you don't know. You react on first look, be it in person, they look great, or smile, or whatever, and online, same from the photos, or perhaps a profile, and you have no idea beyond that what they really want or who they are, and it's the maze we all must try and get through from the time we start being interested in a partner of one sort or another. Always a challenge, and no two people are alike. I try to never judge someone I do not know based on the actions of people I have, because that's not fair. You guys brought up a great point about online profiles. Those that do and don't read, and it's so true. On the one hand, many females, in my experience, have long profiles and urge us to read them to the end and know more about them. 
which is fair enough. And like you guys, when I've tried to write something referencing their own profile, a shared interest, some humor or whatever, sometimes it seems like they could care less. I get it that they see my pick and think fugly dork, sure, but at least do the courtesy to say, hey, thanks for your nice note and all, but sorry, not for me. But then again, I think, hey, they probably get a heap of messages on a regular basis, and it's a chore to go through, and so easier to just swipe left or click delete or no or whatever and move on. I get that too. It does hurt a bit when one goes to effort to actually be personal, not generic with a contact, and when I have written a long profile, it does seem the few times people would message me, they wouldn't read it either. So you kind of think, what's the point? It can come, it can become disheartening. Yeah, and that's true. It can. I, I tried to, when I was on the online dating apps, I tried to read all the stuff, and I tried to come up with a, a witty uh, profile and comments and stuff too. But anyway, he goes on to say, As for ghosting itself, I find it a really selfish and cowardly way to treat someone. I get it, you're not interested. Maybe one of the other dates you had looks better. Maybe your ex came back, like you said. Or you're just not that into them after a date watching them pick their nose or whatever. I get that. We've all been there and possibly on both sides of that. But gee, for me, I would rather know, even if it's hurtful, than just be left in limbo. And when I finally do figure it out, I feel like double the fool for keeping making efforts and stuff when there's no interest. As with my sister above. Still, it can also happen even in an established relationship. I was with a lady for over two years, part of that separated by distance for reasons. But still, she basically ghosted me after I introduced her to something in my life. And for a long time, I thought that was what turned her off. But it turned out she is a person who does not like confrontation or to be in that situation where she sees the hurt or stuff she's uncomfortable with, so she just withdrew. Long story short, she did this a few times to me over a few years. And while I understand not wanting to be the bad guy or not wanting to have to deal with that conversation. Frankly, I would rather that than just having someone disappear and not return calls and eventually have their sister tell me that they do, do not want me to contact them. And then, of course, I spent forever thinking, what did I do to so that was so bad? After two years without really any sign that I could tell, being just ditched me, and it was hurtful, and I felt like I was a bad person or had done something really wrong, it was not till years later, when I got back in touch with her, and with the calmness of time passed, could discuss it and find out where she was coming from, she was able to share more then, and I found out, really, it wasn't anything much to do with anything I did, per se. So that's, uh, that's a very personal story, and I'm sure there's way more to it, but thank you for sharing that with us, Richard. And I'm glad you found out. And the email goes on to say, But not everyone is like that. I myself did not handle a situation with a girl some decades back that I was not interested in, and without going into details, I did not behave very well towards her. And I regret that because how I acted was stupid and cowardly, and over the years, I've wished I could apologize to that woman long disappeared. And since then, I've always tried to be as open and upfront as possible to be on the same page with someone, whatever it is. Dating, wanting or doing a casual thing, wanting more, whatever. But like everyone, I'm far from perfect. I try to learn as I go on through and do better, but I'm not really currently looking for anything. I am old and it's all too depressing right now. One too many rejections lately. Anyway, I don't want to ramble and I ended up doing it. Apologies, great discussion, and sadly, I can relate all too well to it all. Thanks, brothers. By the way, loved the Portlandia clip. So that was awesome. Definitely appreciate your comments, Richard and Jarman and Karen. And anybody else who cares to comment or would like to send an email, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. I would give you the Twitter handle, which is soulforgepod, but I don't ever look at Twitter because I'm getting lazy in my old age. But anyway... This is just an update of what's been happening, some feedback that I got that I felt needed to be shared, and some acknowledgements and appreciations to you guys, updates on life and what's happening, 
that's really about it. Uh, I hope everybody's doing well. I would certainly love any feedback that you could give or topic suggestions because it's hard to come up with a topic week after week. I'm doing it though. Make sure an uh, episode comes out every Thursday for you guys. I know you appreciate it. I've, I've heard that before. So that's awesome. But that's all I got for now. We'll talk to you soon. Do all the things that you'll hear in the end credits. And until next time, remember, even monkeys fall from trees. This has been another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Find us on Twitter at SoulForgePod or email the show via SoulForgePodcast at gmail.com. SoulForge is a production of Sean Vanderloo and Friends. You can find Sean on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. Remember to visit SoulForgePodcast.com for all of our social media links and share the show with everyone you know. Thanks for stopping by the Forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.